It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on WBEN. Now, WBEN's David Bellavia. Well, welcome to Hardline. And uh, before we begin, we're going to be talking uh, all about immigration today. That's what we're doing this Sunday. We're going to talk about the wall. We're going to talk about immigration. And we are going to hopefully every week have one topic One topic and one topic only, and that's all we're going to speak about. We're going to do things a little bit different than they used to be uh, uh, done here on Hardline. We're going to have a series of guests. The goal here isn't so much what you believe. I really could care less what you're... I'm for the wall, I'm against the wall. What I want to know on Hardline is how do you get there? How do you get to where what you believe? I'm for the wall, how do you get to there? How do you get to that point of view... What is the journey to that point of view? I'd like to think that we could have people that disagree and we could be respectful. And before we get to our guest, very respected in the immigration, uh, in the world of immigration, uh, we have Matthew Colkin here from Colkin and Colkin, the firm. This is a guy who's not only had his work solicited by Hillary Clinton, but also by President Trump. Uh, Matthew has uh, been a elected member of the American Immigration Lawyers Association Board of Governors. He's also admitted to practice in not only the courts in New York State, but the U.S. District Court for Western New York and the Court of Appeals in the Second Circuit. This is a guy who's been on Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. Let me just give you the rules if you're listening out there. This is how it's going to work. Matthew and I are going to have a discussion. We're going to talk about the topics. We're going to talk about the issues. You can join in. If you're a Democrat, if you see the world left of center, we're going to do the C-SPAN style. Your number to call in is 803-0930. If you're a Dem, if you're against the wall, if you consider yourself a liberal, you call 803-0930. If you're a Republican, a conservative, right of center, pro-wall, you will call 644 644- 9875. That's 6449875 if you're right of center and 8030930 if you're left of center. So, Matthew, without further ado, let's bring in Matthew Colkin. First of all, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy man. You've got many things to do on a Sunday. Let's talk about first and foremost, what does Colkin and Colkin do primarily? Uh, we're a full-service immigration law firm. We handle everything from uh, getting someone a green card through marriage to stopping a deportation after a conviction. And there's been just where we are as far as rules uh, that have changed with the border, DUIs, things like that. There have been a lot of changes with what people can do going across the border. But you are talking about immigration. If you meet someone, you want to get married. You, you know, we see that show on uh, TLC, 90 Day Fiance. I think everyone is now an expert on the rules of the uh, of, of meeting someone from another country and trying to bring them in there because of that reality show. Well, that's a good thing. Um, maybe I can look for another line of work if everyone <laughs> can do it on their own. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, it's complicated. There's a lot of things going on. It's so easy to boil down this entire debate about a wall. We need a wall. We don't need a wall. But you have dedicated your life to this. Well-respected nationally. You've been on MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. Really, though, let's just take a 35,000-foot approach. Of all the things that are flawed with the immigration system, what are the things that Congress, that our elected officials can do right now that have nothing to do with a wall? Are there policy changes that you think, uh, for example, we talk about folks that want to leave a country 
because of crime, uh, the, the way that those we had, we don't have enough immig- immigration judges. You've heard about all the different problems at the border. But is this more about the systematic changes that are needed in immigration? Absolutely. Uh, I I like to say that the most effective wall is an immigration law that actually serves the needs of both the immigrants that want to come here and uh, the employers in the nation uh, that that need their their labor or alternatively, uh, if it's it's a U.S. citizen, their loved one to come. Uh, The quickest and easiest thing that we can do to simplify the process would be to create a guest worker program that allows individuals to come to work in specific fields where there's a recognized labor shortage, where we, we know that we need people to work in those jobs and give them a quick, easy way to be able to get an employment authorization where we can vet them. We know exactly who they are, uh, the Department of State, CIA, FBI. They can uh, be confident that these individuals are going to be safe if they come to the United States and allow them to be able to enter the country to do the work that they need to do and depart the United States when their, their visa expires and be able to come back as, uh, as jobs are available. You know, it's got to frustrate a person like you who this is your subject matter expertise. Obviously, this is extremely complicated. We haven't really fixed any of the problems of the last 20 years. And people just want to boil it down to the simplest form. A wall fixes everything. There are no other issues that need to be addressed. It's simply a matter of the southern border. But immigration deals with everything. We're, we're, we have, you know, the most conservative numbers are between 23 and 40 percent of illegal immigrants in the country never cross the southern border. There are folks that fly into airports, have all the right paperwork. So while we focus on the southern border, we have potentially 40 percent of the illegal immigrants in the United States that came through airports and have overstayed their welcome. What is the approach to making sure that uh, not only are we vetting people, but that people are honoring their promise when they come here to begin with? Well, it goes back to what I just proposed, uh, and I actually worked with the 113th Congress to draft a guest worker legislation, which all got scuttled, unfortunately. But uh, the reason why people overstay their visa is because there's no way for them to remain here legally uh, under the current system uh, in most circumstances. So if you had a quick and easy way for them to be able to come here, not with a visitor's visa, which doesn't entitle you to work, but with uh, some sort of a work visa, temporary work visa, with a set expiration date that you knew that you would be able to either extend it or alternatively go back home and apply for a new one if you've got a new employer, that would solve those problems. We don't want people working in this country illegally. We want them um, on the books. We want them paying their taxes. And we want them uh, contributing to our society the way all other citizens are. Matthew Colkin joins us. The law firm is Colkin and Colkin. He's not only local, but he's a national expert. Uh, has been all over. His his work has been quoted by Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. You can't get really more down the middle than that. But you know, one of the things that really annoys me about this debate, Matthew, is that we talk about immigrants. You know, everyone goes back to Ellis Island, turn of the century. I, I believe in my heart that nothing has changed between someone who came here in New York City in 1900 and someone who's crossing the border in in 2019. An immigrant is an immigrant. They want to better their lives. They want to escape the situation they're in. But can we at least address that America has changed since 1900? Oh, absolutely. I mean, America has changed in the last decade. Um, Our industries have changed. The labor force has changed. And the immigration law has to serve the needs, the existing needs of the country. That's what it's there for. 
We are talking immigration. We're going to get into the border wall. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. If you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal, if you see the world left of center, you're going to call 803-0930. If you're a Republican, conservative, right of center, you're going to call 644-9875. And we're going to take each call from each side. We're here to talk about the issues. We're, we've got Matthew Culkin from the law firm Culkin & Culkin. We're going to talk about all of uh, the wall and all the things that we can change and what we can do and have a good spirited debate. We'll also take your text at 30930. Joe Beamer sitting across the glass. We'll be back after this quick break. It's Hardline. Right, welcome back to Hardline. We've got Matthew Culkin with us. He is an immigration attorney. Not only is he located here in Western New York, he's regarded as one of the most respected in the country. Culkin & Culkin is the uh, law firm. Uh, this is a guy who not only can practice in any court in the land, but also uh, has been quoted, has been on Fox News, MSNBC. Hillary Clinton's used his stuff. Donald Trump has used his stuff. So we're right down the middle on this issue. Let's talk about this border wall, Matthew. When when the solution is, let's just build the wall of China across the southern border. Give me 2,700 miles. I'm going to give you a 30-foot concrete wall, and all of our problems go away. Is that realistic? It's it's not realistic, and I... And I but I say that with a caveat. I'm not uh, uh, opposed to additional border fencing. Uh, I'm a libertarian. I don't like the optics of uh, the United States having uh, the Berlin Wall on our southern border. It's not who we are as a nation. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we should have open borders either, um, even though most many libertarians are in favor of that. I, I believe we, as a country, as a sovereign country, ha should have control over the individuals that come to the United States. We do need additional fencing. I mean, there are vast stretches of the southern border where you, there's literally just a a bar that you can walk over, if that. Uh, so we so we do need uh, the con excuse me the uh, the steel or whatever the material would be fencing to uh, prevent people from just walking over without inspection. And we need to fund our our good people in Customs and Borders uh, Protection and Immigration and Customs Enforcement from inside of the United States. Give the people who are the professionals the the financing to be able to do the job properly. So what do you say to politicians that say that ICE is a Gestapo organization that has to be disbanded? Is that you consider that to be pretty radical ideology? I think it's offensive. Okay. I have a, one of my best friends is in immigration customs enforcement. and uh, So that's not helping the debate it's, at all it's, when we start. It, it, it's doing, all it's doing is f further polarizing an already polarized issue. And as far as $5.7 billion, this is what the president's asking for a limited amount of border fencing. I mean, you, know, you look at Yuma, Arizona, when the wall went up on their side, Southern Arizona seems to be pretty happy with that. The folks in San Diego are, are happy with just, I don't know if, if the word happy is an appropriate term to use, but the idea is that things are better after uh, they've had these, these structures for limited amount of time. Do you think $5.7 for the amount of wall, the type of wall, uh, is that appropriate? Is that a, too much money? I think it's an appropriate figure. I don't. I, I mean, I haven't done the mathematics behind it. I don't know exactly what uh, is needed. I would like to talk to uh, and let the people who are enforcing the laws have a say as to how much funding they need to be able to adequately do the job. They're most most of those individuals are conservatives. They don't like to spend people's tax dollars uh, unwantedly, uh, see what they need to be able to uh, effectively run their uh, both immigration and customs enforcement and customs and board protection, and go from there. Um, and, and 
to the people that say that walls don't work, um, I, I, I find that a little bit disingenuous. There's, there's a wall around Ralph Wilson Stadium. It keeps people out to get in the games. I mean, right. they, they, they seem to work. Well, yeah, okay. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I don't. I think that I, the one thing we can agree on right now is the fact that a lot of the rhetoric on both sides has really gotten us to a point where this really shouldn't be a polarizing issue at all. It's a common sense issue. I mean, we, it's to, to be anti. I mean, we agree that a the United States has the right to control who comes in and out of any border. Every country should have that ultimate ability to say yes or no based on on who you are and what you've done in your past and and what kind of person you are. Without a doubt. And it's also fundamentally unfair if you live in Azerbaijan or you live in Syria and people are trying to kill you and you're trying to escape uh, to, to have a better life. But because of your proximity where you live in the world, you don't have the same ability to quickly go to the United States. But if you're in Guatemala and you're in a caravan, you can circumvent the law. Well, there are other measures other than enforcement measures that can be taken. Uh, uh, you can fund uh, – additional individuals to be able to come down to the southern border to screen the asylum claims, make sure they're done in a timely fashion so people don't have to wait weeks or months to find out whether or not they literally um, demand protection based on the facts and circumstances of their case, not because they are an economic refugee versus a real refugee, someone whose life is in danger. Uh, And uh, continue to fund the immigration courts, add additional resources there, hire new immigration judges, give them the, the, the support staff that they need to be able to review the 800,000 pending deportation cases that our courts are currently seeing. That's a ton of cases right there. We're going to take your calls. Uh, if you're a Democrat, if you're left of center, you consider yourself a liberal, you want to call 803-0930, star 930. If you are a Republican, right of center, you want to call 644-9875. Let's get to some calls, Matthew. What do you think about that? Love to. All right, let's go to Caitlin on the Democratic line. She's calling from Buffalo. Caitlin, you're on hard line. Go ahead. Hi. Just let me start off. I'm a huge fan. And I just want to say that I don't agree with the wall because and the illegal immigration policies just because America is the land of the free. We're here to help people, not to send them away. I mean, like, separating the children from their mothers, the mothers may never see those children again, and it, will break their, and it will break their heart and make them into the state of depression that we can't live through. I mean, I hate it how, like, Trump, his wife was an immigrant, and he's just like, oh, we should kick these people out because my... Right. I'm so great with that. So, so Caitlin, do you differentiate between a legal immigrant and the current situation that I think the president's talking about all the time with illegal immigrants? I think that with the illegal immigrant, mm-hmm. I think that he should just like lay off them, let them, let's see what they do here, and then we'll see if they should be kicked out or not and separated from their families. Okay, so so I mean, but but if I made the argument to you that let's let everyone in Walmart just grab a DVD and walk out of the store, and let's just see if they eventually come back and give us money, what would you say to that? I'd say that that's a pretty dumb. I'm sorry to say it, but it's pretty dumb because like people who have a good conscience would come back and pay you, 
by other people would just. But but you you agree that taking something out of a store without paying for it is breaking the law. Yes. Right. So entering someone's country without permission is also breaking the law. How do we lay down the, the, the law? How do we enforce the law without and still respect people's rights to escape the situation they're in? Yes. Well, you could, like, help them. You could give them a job, see what they do. All right. Their stuff. All right, Caitlin, that was our first Democratic call. Appreciate your uh, participation. Uh, Matthew, I, I don't know, uh, you know, again, whether or not you want to enforce the law, you want to, uh, you know, again, I think deportation is really where a lot of people get bent out of shape when they're left of this issue because they see the separations. They see kid. No one wants to see any child die. No one wants to see uh, people underage unaccompanied coming across the border. That's not healthy. It's a very dangerous journey. There's a lot of things that that could happen. Not only the people you travel with, but the outdoors. This is a, a rough area of, of the United States, Matthew. Yeah, there are clear humanitarian concerns that obviously go into play whenever you're dealing with a human life. Um, but uh, on that on that note, uh, you can't condone individuals coming to the United States uh, and circumventing the law. Um, if the first act that an individual should take when coming to the United States is following the law, not breaking it. It's a really good point. Matthew Colkin, he's an immigration attorney, and he's the law firm of Colkin and Colkin. Let's go to the Republican side of the fence and Neil in Depew. Neil, what do you have to say about this issue? Yes, good morning, and uh, belated Happy New Year to both of you. Um, David, to your point about how do we get from where we are to where we should be, um, in effect, I'm laying the, the blame initially at Donald Trump and his advisors who have muddled his initial message, who that was while he was campaigning. He was the law and order president. Uh, the country has always provided a legal means for people to enter the, enter the country, uh, uh, including my own grandparents from Sicily, tons of people from Ireland, wherever. But he's muddling the message. And the message is, again, there's always a legal means to come to the country. He, when he veers off from that paradigm, he gets off into, uh, you know, addressing issues like, well, there's drug, you know, uh, drug people coming over or uh, uh, people, you know, accompanying uh, minors or whatever. The point is, come in legally at the, the designated points of entry and be processed like everybody else. It's a rite of passage. When he allows people to come spill over the border, he's sending a message to whomever's coming in is, oh, the first thing the United States is doing is allowing us to break the law. That is such baloney. Stick to the message. All right. Neil and Depew, thank you for being patient. Excellent point. We're going to have more with Matthew Colkin. The law firm is Colkin and Colkin. He is an expert. He's an immigration attorney. Uh, and I think he's pretty much down the middle of the road on this. I don't hear a whole lot of radical points of view. There's things I'm sure that we could find that we disagree with. But right now, we're taking a pretty 35,000-foot approach on this whole issue. Matthew knows it better than 
pretty much anyone we've had on this network. Matthew Culkin joins us. We're going to take a break. If you're a left-wing liberal Democrat, you can call 803-0930. We'll put you in that side of the fence. If you're a right-wing, far-right, even moderately right-of-center Republican, you name it, on this issue, the wall and immigration, you call 644-9875. We're going to take your calls and have more of our guest, Matthew Culkin, right after this quick break. Welcome back to Hardline. We've got Matthew Colkin in here. He's an immigration attorney, and uh, the firm is Colkin and Colkin, nationally respected uh, all over this issue, all over the cable news. If you are left of center, you can call 803-0930. If you're right of center, you call 644-9875. Let's get to the phones, Matthew. Before we get uh, to the phones, I just want to ask you real quick, your primary function as an immigration attorney, are you kicking people out of this country or are you defending people who are about to be kicked out of this country? I, uh, I defend individuals. I'm like a defense attorney um, on the criminal side of things. I prevent people from getting deported. So when I hear from an attorney whose primary responsibility is to protect people from the deportation, from uh, Immigration Naturalization Services, uh, ICE, whatever the case may be, and I hear you talking about a realistic, sensible barrier, a wall, a fence, you're not talking about 2,000 miles, and you're also not saying that that's the only solution that we need. I think it has a lot more credibility because your primary focus is to protect people. This is a dangerous, any child, any family that decides to... uh, come across the border, they're putting their lives at risk. You can't be, you know, supporting human rights if we're allowing people to put themselves in a horrible situation. Yeah, you don't want to incentivize people coming to the United States uh, illegally and through making a treacherous journey. I mean, there are hundreds of people that have lost their lives just trying to get to the United States, not to mention the fact that uh, the coyotes, the people that help smuggle these people, we're not talking about Boy Scouts here. They are unscrupulous uh, group of individuals. You don't want uh, those people to be exposed uh, to the criminal elements. Thank you, Matthew. Let's go to the liberal line. We've got John in Buffalo at 803-0930. The right of center line is 644-9875. John, you, uh, you are on the liberal line. What, uh, what do you have to say about the wall and immigration, John? John, you there? John in Buffalo, one more time. All right, John, we'll put you on hold. You've got to turn off your radio. We'll get back to very liberal John here in a second. Let's go to Gary in Boston. He's on the right of center line, 644-9875, right of center, left of center, 803-0930. Gary in Boston, go ahead, sir. Yeah, good morning. I can see uh, your guest, Matthew, seems to be a pretty uh, well-rounded guy. He just wants uh, the best for our country, and that's great. You know. Uh, now, the uh, people that come to Buffalo, uh, Buffalo West side, east side, the uh, Muslim folks or the uh, Somalis or, you know, from other countries. Uh, out of the whole group of these uh, folks, how many are uh, legal and have proper documentation? Well, it's impossible to, to say with specificity, but the, the vast majority of them are here legally. They're refugees. They've been vetted prior to coming to the United States through the Department of State, CIA, et cetera. They've been granted visas, and they've been admitted to the country. And what they've done uh, in certain areas of, uh, of the Buffalo, New York area is, is tremendous. They've completely revitalized 
uh, areas that were for decades just shuttered and, and boarded up. Um, so so in this circumstance, if we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the southern border and people crossing illegally. If you're a refugee, obviously you didn't take that transit into the United States. You came in through an airport. You came through all of uh, that was another issue that we had when Trump was talking about a travel ban. But if you are illegal and you're in that group, uh, let's just talk about refugee status. What does it take to get amnesty into the United States? Well, if you're if you're outside of the United States, it's much more difficult than if you're inside of the United States. You can uh, request uh, if you're outside if you're in your home country, uh, you can apply to become a refugee. Uh, there's a whole process that takes place. It's it's uh, very time consuming. There's lots of vetting, et cetera. If you're inside of the country or if you're presenting yourself at a port of entry, you make a request to an immigration officer either at, at the port of entry itself or if you're inside of the country, you can submit your application to U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. And what you have to show is that there's a target on your back that puts your life in danger and that because of that target on your back, either the government or a group the government can't protect you from wants to kill you or torture you. So I'm I'm black in South Africa in 1983 during apartheid. I apply for refugee status. If I'm a homosexual in Saudi Arabia, these are policies where the state is saying you are in a marginalized group and we're going to treat you horribly. But if I just say I've got a drug dealers living in my neighborhood and I, my country is is kind of lousy, uh, I don't have an ability to get a job and feed my family. Is that make that doesn't make you a refugee? No, that makes you an economic refugee, which doesn't uh, rise to the level of of uh, warranting protection under our U.S. asylum law. Right, exactly. Gary, do you have anything else? Yeah, can I ask Matthew another question? Yeah, uh, I know when he's, Byron Brown speaks, he says, "Oh, you know, the immigrants here are making Buffalo better and this and that, and they're not really uh, using up." Uh, county funds and state funds and all that. I, I, I don't know. And, uh, you know, if you go down Grant Street, it's still kind of dirty, and I, I hang that on Byron Brown, you know. And uh, if, if you count uh, all the businesses that the immigrants created, say, on Grant Street, you could probably, you know, use uh, maybe three hands, you know. I mean, uh, and, and some of these the ladies, uh, do they go out and find jobs, too? Because some of them are probably restricted by, you know, some of their uh, uh, tough restrictions as far as... Uh, so you're, you're talking more about the uh, Islamic uh, uh, immigrants that are here. Uh, thank you, Gary, for your call. Matthew, there is a difference when we're talking about people, uh, you know, in the Muslim community that are escaping a combat war situation, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, or their own government, and the folks that are, of course, coming across the southern border. Well, it, it depends. Um the individuals that are coming from the southern border are fleeing unspeakable violence as well. That is, there's, uh, there are, um, there's, there, there, it's basically a narco state in a lot of these Central American and even in Mexico. The, the cartels are, are running the show. They've infiltrated the governments. Um, they are forcibly recruiting individuals. If, if these individuals try to, re- to refuse their forced recruitment, they'll be tortured and killed. Those, that, that's a little bit different than just trying to get away from a drug dealer. And, and as 
um, this, the size and the scope of uh, the conditions worsen, now you're, you're much, much closer to uh, a real refugee rather than an economic refugee that's just looking for a better job. There is uh, no one that I've spoken to in, on, on this program, on this station, that knows more about immigration than Matthew Culkin. The law firm is Culkin & Culkin, located here in western New York, but on a national level of expertise, talking to people all over the country, knows his job. Matter of fact, his job is to defend people from getting deported, and we're hearing, I think, a very sober account right down the middle. If you are left of center, you can call 803-0930. We're going to get back to Liberal John in Buffalo. If you're conservative, right of center, I'm sorry, 644-9875. Right of center, left of center is 803-0930. We're going to take a break. It's hardline. We're talking with Matthew Colkin, and today's topic is all about immigration, the wall, and we want to hear from you after this quick break. Welcome back to hardline. We've got, uh, we're talking about the wall today, immigration. We've got Matthew Culkin in studio from the law firm Culkin & Culkin. He's an immigration attorney. We've broken this into two separate phone lines. If you're left of center, you can call 803-0930. If you're right of center, you can call 644-9875. Let's get back to John in Buffalo on the Democrat line. John? Hey. There you go. Yeah, I got the radio off. I'm at work. Sorry about that. No problem. What's on your mind? Um, I I just think, like, say, um, what aggravates a lot of Democrats is that we, you know, obviously agree on border security, and there's some places where a wall would make sense and places where fencing makes sense. Maybe there's some places where a moat would make sense. I don't know. But uh, I think the the real problem is that President Trump's insistence that the wall be a big, beautiful, concrete wall, and he kind of failed to make good on his campaign promise that the wall would be built and Mexico would pay for it. And the Republicans have had complete control of both houses of Congress, the Supreme court, the white house for two years now, and they weren't able to get the big, beautiful wall built. And now he's going to hold 800,000 federal employees, maybe half a million contractors who work for the federal government hostage. Right. So, so if, so, so it's, it's the polarization of the president that has made a lot of folks on your side unhappy. If this was, if this was another president, if this was Bush or this was Obama asking for 5.7 billion, do you think you'd have a much easier time getting it? I think president Trump would have a much easier time getting it. If he would just admit that the wall was not the greatest idea in the world. I mean, it's, it's constantly insist. But you yourself just said that there there's places where the wall would would actually work. Where a wall could make sense, but not to build a, a three thousand mile long wall, which he, I mean, right. he backs down from him and says it's going to be steel flat. But the five point seven billion for the piece of wall now, would you support that if another president put that on the table? Like I just said, I would support it if President Trump would put it on the table. If if he would just stop insisting on that Mexicans were rapists, and I mean, he uses it to fuel hatred and it's like a campaign rally like these people are rapists these people are coming to kill you they're coming to bring you heroin right and like what's really true is maybe there are some obviously some bad apples right across the border but I, all right I, I, it's our government to take care of that okay john of buffalo appreciate your call you know that that seems to be uh matthew the the i think the biggest uh negative energy that's out there at least on the dem side is that it's the it's the messenger of this wall there's obviously many issues that they have with trump and many issues with just the personality and the way that he sees the world if we took all the politics out of it 
I mean, what? there's no magic wand. Are we serious about actually fixing our immigration problems? No, we're not serious at all. Um, basically, uh, Rahm Emanuel is famous for, saying, for coining immigration as being the third rail of politics, and if you touch it, you die. Um, the Democrats had the, both the House and the Senate in Obama's first two years. They didn't do anything with immigration reform, even though it was a, a principal campaign promise of President Obama. Uh, Trump, uh, in his first two years, one of the principal campaign promises that he made was to, to build his big, beautiful wall. Nothing happened until he loses, uh, he loses the House. Um, this is all about politics. Opposing um, additional funding for a steel barrier or for a concrete wall, and as I said earlier, I oppose the wall, is all about optics. And the optics are that the Democrats can't allow a Republican president who is disliked by pretty much all of the uh, – um, the, the, the people in both parties, the, the traditional people in both parties, uh, to get a win on anything, let alone on a signature campaign issue. So we got two lines, a Democratic line, 803-0930, a Republican line, 644-9875. Let's go back to the Republican line and go to Frank and Holland. Frank, uh, what's your take on what you're hearing from Matthew Colkin from the law firm Colkin & Colkin? Well, thank you for bringing him. Uh, his knowledge and expertise should enlighten so many about so much that we don't understand. I really appreciate that. I'm in favor of a wall, whether it's concrete, steel, or, or digital drone protection. Uh, obviously, our border is different everywhere along those miles, and it needs to be different, not just for you know protection, but also for wildlife. I mean, if the Democrats are so worried about it, well, you know what? Then we need to worry about all aspects of it, not just the ones that are spun politically. We can't afford to take in more than we can protect and, and service our, on our own. We're 21 trillion in debt. I mean, how much more does it have to go before we realize we can't be the saviors of the world? We can't save everybody and pay for it because we can't even pay for what we're doing now, core services and defense of our own borders. I mean, Let's face it, they've spun this into a political thing. It's not anymore about national defense and the survival of our nation fiscally by that's a, all this illegal immigration. That's a great call, Frank and Holland on the Republican line. You know, you hear that a lot. It, I think Matthew uh, just st- stated that, you know, not even 20 minutes ago when we first started this whole thing. There is a real solution. We have real experts Colkin and Colkin, this is what they do. They're immigration attorneys. You heard things that Democrats have said come out of your mouth, and I've heard things uh, that uh, Matthew has said that have come out of Republicans' mouths. But the one thing that I want to focus on with all you've done with your career, Matthew, is this is something that is doable. We keep talking like this is impossible. Politically, it is a hot potato. But these don't seem like very difficult you know, changes. We're talking about more uh, uh, more uh, immigration judges. We're talking about accessibility. But we're also talking about enforcement. And that seems to be left out when we're having this debate. The laws need to be enforced. Otherwise, why have them? Uh, I, I don't like paying my taxes, but I pay them. The law is the law. That's <laughs> what we have to follow. Let's go to the uh, Democratic line and go to Tom in Tonawanda. You are on the Dem line. What's going on? Yeah, Dave, how you doing? I just want to say, you know, they 
the Democrats said they wanted this wall years ago, and they were always, not maybe the wall, but they were always worried about securing our borders then. And now because somebody else is in there that wants to get it done, they want to stop it. I don't understand what our country's doing. You know, you go out in Lake Erie and fish. If you go over the line, if you don't let them know that you're over that line and you're fishing there, they'll confiscate your boat, throw you in jail. They can do whatever they want to do to you. Here we got people coming into our country. Nobody wants to do anything about it because we finally got one president that just kind of like takes care of the American people, and they don't like that. They're worried about their power, and it's ridiculous. I don't know why we're hesitating. He should put everybody back to work, and he should put the National Guard and everybody that we have on our borders and let them do what they got to do. All right, Tom and Tonawanda. I don't know how he snuck onto the Dem line, but that doesn't sound like a Dem to me. But Tom and Tonawanda, thank you uh, for your call. Matthew, as we wrap this segment up, uh, what are your closing thoughts? Well, my closing thoughts are is that it, it, we need to start acting, at least the, our leaders in Washington need to start acting like adults and not uh, like petulant kindergartners. Um, there are solutions that we could easily effectuate that would make uh, the process for immigrants much more manageable and also serve the needs of our country. And if we take all of those considerations into account, uh, we can solve some problems. But people in Washington don't want to solve problems. They just want to win elections. So we should build a wall around Washington, D.C. I would like that. (laughs) I'm in favor of that. Matthew Culkin, the law firm is Culkin & Culkin. You stay on hold. We're going to have another guest. We're talking about the wall for another hour. If you're a Democrat, 803-0930. If you're a Republican, 644-9875. It's Hardline, and we'll be back after this.